I'm Lindsay with Wild Root Flower Company. And I'm Shannon from Bloom Hill Farm. Over the last six years, we've leaned on each other as we grew our farms into the profitable six-figure farms they are today. We want you to join us each week as we have real, honest conversations about life and business. And we promise you'll leave feeling inspired and your farming toolbox will be filled with actionable strategies you can implement at any stage in your business. Learn from our mistakes as we talk business, marketing, and growing techniques to help you create the farm of your dreams. So let's roll up our sleeves and get the dirt on flowers. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Dirt on Flowers. We are closing out our last week of flowers. You're done, right? Pretty much. I have a few like little florist orders, but really that's it. No more. Yeah, Yeah, we're done. This is our last week of market bouquets. We've got our last wedding this weekend. And yes, that I'm going to hack off every dahlia (laughs) I have happily. I like literally have like holding Judd back from digging the dahlias. I'm like, hold on, mister. He's like, all right, I'm going crazy. I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go crazy down in that bottom field. I'm like, hold on. You need to save the burgundies, the oranges. I'm like, Rachel, make, make Judd a list of all the colors that we need for the next two weeks. <laughs> so we're like saving those to last. The itch, it's do the, once they're done though, you get the itch to get them out, out of the ground. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I can't even look yeah. at them anymore. I think that's part yeah. of it too. Yeah, you're ready to get them out. I'm sitting yeah. here, we're recording, and I'm in my Christmas, I'm in Christmas socks right now. Aww. Like my feet were freezing, and I was like so cold. <laughs> I'm literally wearing Christmas slippers right Aww. now, with these big furry tops on. I know, I was freezing. That's now I'm like, feet are warm, but I was a little sweaty on top. I don't know yeah. what's it's, going on. But Well, it's kind of that time where you're like, if the sun's out, you're crazy hot out in the sun, yeah. but in the barn, it's you're freezing your yeah. butt off. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We, um, I have my last wedding this weekend. Okay. And I looked at the, the date and I'm like, okay, it's the middle of October. And every year we get inquiries for like the end of October. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm always tempted to push it. But as I'm sitting here now, the wiser version of myself Mm -hmm. is like, this is why we don't because I'm tired. The plants are tired and we don't push it beyond that. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm happy. I'll be happy to have mm-hmm. it done. Are you, you have any more weddings? Last, this past weekend was my last one. Okay. And it was so nice, man. I shut the doors on that van at the, <laughs> I was like, wham, hell yeah. <laughs> I got <in> the car. <laughs> because they do, they can, you know, we're going to talk about that today, but it's like they can, especially full service, like yeah. Saturdays, it's just like all the stress, like leading up to it. Then when it's finally done, then just like praying they don't call you about something the rest of the day. So I was just happy to see that. And I've done some late weddings. Like last year, I think I had an October 26th wedding that almost sent me into cardiac arrest. So I'm just like, no, because if I have to buy in the product, I don't, it's not me anymore. Right. It's not my style. Right. So I have to have that. At least this is a, when I flushed this template out when I was mm-hmm. working on this, we're do, we're going to talk. Okay. Let me, let me segue this. We always talk to you about target markets mm-hmm. and the importance of different sales outlets and what direction can you take your farm in this, you know, vast floral industry. And so we always reference episode four as our target market. And so we decided we're going to do a target market series and we're going to flush out yes. the pros and cons of each of these markets how we do them on our farms because they're different. You know, mm-hmm. Shannon and I still both do things differently. So 
for you to help you decide if it's the best fit for you. So today we're going to take a closer look at weddings. So when I was <laughs> I was working on this <laughs> template, I was doing I made myself do the pros first, and I like yeah. had one. I had one. And then I like went to the cons and I was like, (laughs) and then I'm like, okay, let's go back up and focus on. Right. So, but (laughs) that you can really get off on a tan. We can really get off on a tangent with (sighs) cons of weddings. There's just a lot, a lot of stories can come from Mm -hmm. this and it tends to be a lot over burgundy flowers. The discrepancy in burgundy <laughs> is like, right? Burgundy flowers. I like, have the is same. It is it Merlot? Th- is yeah. it red burgundy or purple burgundy? <laughs> I had a bride tell me once, this is last year, actually. Last year, I had COVID, four mm-hmm. weddings in one weekend, and I had COVID. <laughs> I remember that. Do you remember this? Poor thing. Uh, oh. It, mm. so but the we're bride, the only ones who do the design, so it's on us. Yeah. We're, yeah, it, you I know, had, really, it's just us and us only. <laughs> so I have this bride that is the friend of the mom is sending me pictures, okay, of what she wants. And I'm sending her back. They wanted to see the bouquet, which don't ever do. Don't send – I don't oh, ever send the bouquet ahead of time. Yeah. She's – you know that little marker feature on a photo? <laughs> she is circling. This is like wedding number four of COVID, like 10 days of COVID, okay? And – she is circling the picture of the flowers that she doesn't like. It's a cascade bouquet, which I don't oh, do anymore oh, after that wedding. I refuse. F cascade bouquets. No. Yes. Oh I don't do God. it. Who oh. wants it anyway? Oh, God. Just, I literally just got like the shivers when you said cascade. Yeah. yeah. Right? So you know what she I'm didn't like with. it? No. She said it was too red. <laughs> she wanted more burgundy. Okay. So then we send her these certain flowers and she says they're too purple. She says she wants burgundy. Purple is her least favorite color. They're too purple. That's what it was. She wanted them more red. They were too purple. She wanted more red. Uh-huh. If purple is your least favorite color in the whole <laughs> rainbow, why do you pick the fall color to be exactly. in your wedding flower? That yeah. is the closest flower, excuse me, closest <laughs> color to purple. I know. Anyway. You know, because Diva is like purpley burgundy, mm-hmm. and but Cornell, some people when they think burgundy, they think more Diva, which is like to me like plumish kind of yeah. burgundy. Yeah. And then other people think it's more Cornell, which to me is like Ohio State red. Yes. Which is different. Yeah. Very different. Yes. Yeah. So there's like, and. You know, it also matters if their flowers are inside or if they're outside. They yes. look darker in color. And yeah. so. Yeah. And plus, anyway. the Pinterest pictures are all like edited. Artificial. Like, you know, color. Yes. Like the colors have been adjusted. I'm like, that color yep. does not exist in nature. We say that. I, <laughs> we say that. See what we're talking about, people? We're not even in the episode yet. <laughs> I could, I could oh, go this on. this is going to be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. We have a fun Halloween special coming up. And so shocker, a lot of our a lot of our farming horror stories are weddings mm-hmm. or wedding related. It's gonna. I so think there you go. Should, should launch the next week. Yeah, the cutest episode idea ever. Shan came yeah. up with horror stories on the farm, and yeah, shocker, weddings <laughs> and employees, ex employees. I guess we should say yes. Yeah, but you know what it is? Expectations are so high. 
Yes. That let's is, get into that, it. Okay. Let's, yeah. 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 Let's okay. talk about. I was going to act okay. like I'm rolling Sorry. up my sleeves here. Okay. Let's <laughs> let's let's get into it. So, yes. you want to go through? Yeah. So there's go through the categories that we're going to talk about, like full service versus micro weddings, and sort of yes. like what is the difference, and kind of go through that. Yes. Okay. So taking a closer look or, look at weddings, we've essentially got, in my opinion, two categories: full service, and then micro, or some people call it a la carte weddings. Um, those are the main two, two that we do and have always done on the farm. So full service to me, and I think you too, Lynn, is that we do all, all of the flowers for the wedding. And that's like from wearables all the way to reception ceremony flowers, the whole thing. And then we go that day and we're in charge of setup, tear down, you know, switching it over from ceremony to reception, if that all of that stuff is included. So it really is like you're doing the entirety. Now, some flower farms like also add in like design services so that they like help pick out your napkin colors and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. where my soul goes to die. So yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not picking out your napkins. <laughs> I, I could care less. Okay. But there's mm-hmm. like even another level really, you know, above and beyond where it's like you have this like kind of like design consultation for your wedding. So you're picking out like your candlesticks and like all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. with it. But on my farm, we've only done full service and a la carte. Those are the two. Mm -hmm. So a la carte for me is we do all the designing. You pick it up on the farm the morning of or the day before, whatever works for you. But there's no setup. There's no consultation really. Mm-hmm. it's super easy peasy. I, we generally have one meeting with them to come up with, just get some of the final stuff. So um, a la carte is pretty easy peasy, but you know, there's mm-hmm. still pressures and stuff with it too. But I think for this, for the purpose of this episode, we're talking about both of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My soul dies at Pinterest board. <laughs> yes. Just a in pin- general. A Pinterest just, link and you're like, nah. just a Pinterest link and the eyes twitching. I'm like, oh my <laughs> I have to pass this on to somebody else. So now somebody else in my company does the wedding consults because I realized I didn't always show up as my best self for those meetings. So yes. So go ahead. The Pinterest link though, it's because yeah. the Pinterest board includes everything they've been inspired by since they started dating. Since they were six. <laughs> yes. It's the it's their fantasy. And half the time you're like, okay, who's Brenda? Brenda's the mother-in-law and Brenda's pinning shit on this board. And I'm like, so I always, I, when I, when I would do the consults, I would say, okay, if you're going to pin something just underneath, tell me what it is you love about that pin. And sometimes yes. it's like, I love that flower. And you're like, <laughs> oh, my. okay. Yeah. So, um, yes. So Pinterest mm-hmm. in general is a nightmare because half of them are, they're artificial. Yeah. They're fake like, flowers. Yes. They're not even real. No. Faux, faux everything. Everything's muted. You know, like it's just a whole – and especially when I pull pull them up too and I see, you know, they send the link and it's like Mm -hmm. a $20 budget and they've got this like – they have like baby's breath clouds (laughs) as their inspiration over their dance. Yeah. You know, a dance floor, b- like ballroom. What? Are, what? Are, what's the saying? You know, we're always champagne taste. Saying. We are saying the, champagne taste on a beer budget. Yeah, with, yeah. <laughs> champagne taste on a beer budget. Yes. Oh, Welcome to the Mid Ohio Valley, which <laughs> you. So let's back this up. So you mm. do full service yeah. and a la carte. Okay, both. Yes. 
Yes. And I just do – well, I'm going to say this with a little asterisk beside it. I just do micro weddings a la carte. Mm-hmm. I call them mm-hmm. micro weddings. But I did three full service this See, year. I know. Because the budgets were fat. But next year, listen, yeah. I'm telling you. It's a hard when, when the stars align for me to do a full service is when it's in-season flowers mm-hmm. and I'm not ordering any product in. Yeah. They are very, you know, it'll be like a lot of DIY buckets or maybe we'll just like knock out aisle pieces or an arbor installation. Mm-hmm. But it has to be a very high budget for me I to agree. leave the farm. Because but yeah. where I was running into is just like where I live, we just really did not have those the budget. And I was leaving the farm for not very much money and I was mm-hmm. leaving very uninspired, which we're going to talk yeah. about. But so, okay. So some pros of doing wedding flowers. I know we're telling you, we're going to hear, <laughs> you're going to hear more of the horror stories. It's like agritourism. <laughs> Same. Right? Yes. You just sort this out for yourself. Yeah. You'll see what yeah. lights your soul on fire. And if this doesn't, <laughs> you want to light your van on fire, <laughs> then I suggest maybe doing micro weddings. Yes. So some of the the pros, let's talk about some of those. So obviously they're a higher price point. That's mm-hmm. the appeal. Uh, you can move a lot of product out the door, premium product for a much mm-hmm. higher price and can mean, if you're doing it correctly, a higher profit margin. So it's yes. a really high profit margin for mm-hmm. us. There is a lot of behind the scenes stuff that goes into getting that, which we're going to talk about, but it can just mean higher profit margin. Mm-hmm. There is always a need for it. People are always getting married and there's so you're, you're always going to have a market for wedding flowers. You yeah. know, even in COVID, we still had weddings. Our full service weddings, you know, got canceled and mm-hmm. things, but we still people were managing and figuring out how to figure out how to still to get married. You know, I think it kind of, I think COVID kind of killed the full service wedding yeah. in some ways. And Which like, I'm not mad. Big, I'm not either. I think it, it changed it gave, us. Yes, it gave birth to a a smaller wedding. Just yep. that being in trend. Yes. It's having like more intimate style weddings. Yep. More elopements mm-hmm. and things, mm-hmm. and so, which I think is a really great – Me too. It fills um, – you know, we can, we can fill that area mm-hmm. or that niche very easily. And the other is that the sky is the limit for budgets. You can get a bride, mm-hmm. not usually in my area, but you yeah. can occasionally get a bride that has a limitless budget. And if you wanted to travel, I mean – if you're willing to travel and freelance yeah. and do that, there is so much money that can be made in the wedding industry. Another thing that I personally like about it and when I shifted from this full service to doing these micros is that I can create it to fit my lifestyle and my the schedule that I want and I block out dates if I'm going to be on a trip or if I'm going – I want to just take a long weekend, then I can block those things out and we just say we're booked, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a nice piece that you can really make that and tailor that to your schedule versus like a farmer's market, which you, you can still do. Um, but it's every, you know, it's every weekend and this one, you know, is, it's just a little bit more flexible. So there are, you know, there's two more things that I really like about it. And one is that it does give you an opportunity if you wanted to expand beyond weddings. So if you get comfortable doing weddings, you could do corporate events, you could market for baby shower flowers, and we get some of those calls kind of trickle in for that. But you do have, once you kind of hone in that design skill, you have opportunities to move beyond just wedding flowers if you wanted to do that. And then a piece that it does fill for me, which is why I keep doing it, is aside from 
you know, having it be extremely lucrative and it feels like, you know, a, a niche in this area is I, it's a really good creative outlet for me. Mm-hmm. I enjoy still making yeah. the flowers. That's what I always went back to. I'm like, I love when I take the pressure and peel the things off of it that I didn't necessarily love about the process, I actually really like making yeah. the flowers and getting yeah. designed and it's fun and I enjoy mm-hmm. making exactly what they want and they're happy. And I know that, you know, those flowers everybody's talking about. It's creating, you know, really good memories. And so that to me, that creative piece is something that like I, I still sort of need in my in my day-to-day yeah. job. So and um, it, I think it displays what we do really beautifully in a different way yes. than what we normally than we are yeah. normally presenting in like the standard mixed bouquet and stuff too. So for mm-hmm. another thing for me is I really do believe like I'm always going to do weddings because it elevates my brand. Mm-hmm. So I'm bringing people to me who feel like flowers are a worthy investment. And generally those people have extra money to play with flowers or see it as important. So to me, Mm -hmm. it's like having that piece, in my opinion, does elevate the brand. So, and no matter what level I do it, I'm still taking pictures of my flower. It's still bringing me people who want to spend money on flowers. So Mm -hmm. that's to me a main reason why I do it. And I love doing it too. I still love doing it. I complain about it sometimes, Mm -hmm. but I still like it. When I do it, I'm like, oh my God, that's just so beautiful. Or it's like the times when, when, when you're farming, it's like, I I created this, like I Mm -hmm. produced this and it's beautiful and it's part of somebody's really beautiful moment of their lives. So that's important. I think that's Mm -hmm. good. Like as farming, we need those outside, like warm moments or the moments where what we do matters because it is such hard work. So weddings give that to me too. So. I guess they can stay for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I just thought of this too. Like mm-hmm. off season, the wedding deposits, that is yes. income that comes in. And in early spring, we got a lot of wedding deposits. I was just thinking like, oh yeah, that was a benefit. I know it's a financial benefit, but it's sort of like that off, like the CSA income, it's off season income. And it really kind of carried us with our deposit, with, mm-hmm. you know, deposits this year. I think we did like 37 weddings. So yeah. that was a nice us, even if it was just smaller weddings, we were just doing bouquets, which is constantly having that income sort of, of trickle in was really nice. So yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Like yeah. yeah. So there, there really is pros. And if you have the right personality for it and you, you have the right risk tolerance, I, there's a lot of pros that would make this a good fit for you. To me, mm-hmm. it's really based on what you want for, from your farm and just taking a closer look at the things that you need and want from your farm and then deciding if weddings can fit into that. Okay. So moving on to the cons. And I know we complain. We really, we try to be positive, but it's funny it to is. complain about it though. <laughs> so <laughs> it just, it's, I have to laugh because honestly, any complaint, it just comes with some wacky or like ridiculous story from somebody yeah. just, and generally like the things that I complain about, I have learned over the years. So just my biggest advice really is that it's going to be a learning process. Like you're going to make mistakes and you're like, well, I'm never doing that again. And that's part of the learning process. So you have to like laugh and embrace some of it too. So, Mm -hmm. okay. So looking at cons, obviously the pressure of weddings is very emotionally charged. It's challenging, um, dealing and you're dealing with your brides and their families sometimes at their worst. 
because mm-hmm. they're very stressed themselves. So there's like a lot of hype. There's a lot of expectations around that one day. And now we have Pinterest to add into like creating more imagery in their heads of what it's going to look like, um, which is a whole nother thing, you know. So there is a ton of pressure and stress. And honestly, if I had to boil down the biggest con, in my opinion, with weddings, it's all of the stress to make it whatever they're envisioning in their heads. And when you work with a local product, we're not looking at a Pinterest picture and pressing order and ordering all the flowers within that picture. So a lot of times it's what we do is interpretation. It's Mm -hmm. like, give me a picture and I will take, or give me a color palette and I'm going to interpret what that is and make it really beautiful. So to me, there's a certain kind of person that is good with that. Yeah. And then some that are not. Um, So part of that comes with the learning experience of seeing those red flags and stuff. In yeah. Your it's brides. perfectionism at its finest. Yes. <laughs> really Weddings are just like, yes. And they're like, you're right. There is a bride that fits this. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if they're like, I want this exact flower, you know, another color that just came to mind is dusty rose. Yeah. Oh, Why are we calling dust- dusty? dusty? I'm done with dusties. It's like a stripper name. <laughs> oh, that is a good stripper name. Dusty Rose. We yeah. never did that yet. We didn't do that. I was just gonna <laughs> What was mine? Okay. We were we were going to put it out either to you guys or on our Instagram page. Like what what Dahlia to what Dahlia name, Dahlia Tuber variety would be your stripper name? You texted me and sent yeah, me a picture and said, um, Chimicum Nage. Nandine or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. She said, this is going to be my stripper name. And what you was said it? Chimicum. I think it's that Chimic. <laughs> we got to. You need something easier to say, is what I know. Chimicum Nage or something? I forget what yeah. it was now. What was yours? Why not, why, Jill? Why not? <laughs> That's why we'll throw that out. We'll throw it out yes. that up on the story. What's your stripper so you can, name? What's your stripper name? And Dalia. a Dahlia tuber. Yes. Dahlia tuber name. <laughs> There's some good ones. I we were yes. you know, just straight diva is a good yeah. one now. <laughs> How do we um, get on this? Oh, Dusty. Dusty. Dusty, I did it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Rose, but yeah. like you're right though, that they are the perfectionism that comes with a wedding and you're dealing with all of those pressures to fit you know, fit this perfect day that they want to have. And so sometimes that's tough because, you know, that comes with disappointment if they have an expectation, you know, of something being that way. It's like if they're a little bit more chill and being able to talk to them ahead of time about colors and really like using, you know, their color palette as inspiration versus just it has to be this way, black and white, um, you can really make it kind of work for you Yeah, advantage. But Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. So also there's a lot of people who do wedding flowers. So honestly, there is a lot of competition out there. There's a lot of people who do price shopping amongst various different florists. So you have to accept that um, providing proposals and stuff will be part of the job and you will not necessarily get all of those. Mm-hmm. Right. So there is a lot yep. of competition anywhere from like, you know, Auntie Jean who does it in her garage, like all the way to like big event florist. So there's lots of people out there who do it or asterisk think they can do it and just do it on the side too. So another thing with your brides, generally they're a one and done customer. So they're not a repeat customer. They might come by from you on different, but like a lot of my brides aren't even local to the area, you know, so we're really dealing with them once 
And as much as we try to turn them into repeat customers, generally we're seeing them once and then they're moving on or moving on with their lives to different areas and that kind of stuff too. So as compared to like a weekly flower stand customer or weekly customers that you see and get to know, they're definitely a one and done. The cons, one another con is that there's their seasonal income. So for us, we're only taking weddings when we're growing flowers, when our flowers are blooming. So for us, they come at a time when there's a lot of other stuff going on. You know, it's like a whole nother business line yep. to add into an already very busy farm. So, but they, there is, it is seasonal income. So other than your deposit, so depending on how you work out some of those logistics in your contracts, um, it, the income could purely be seasonal, seasonal, seasonal. <laughs> say that five times twice. Okay. (laughs) And then a specific con for the weekends is if for full service is that you're giving up your weekends and your Saturdays. So for me next year, we're probably not going to be doing full service weddings or we're going to be really specific because now my kids are doing things on Saturdays and I hated that I had to miss that this year. So it's, you're going to have to weigh whether or not working Saturdays is important to you because the truth is a lot of wedding work is working Saturdays, but you might love doing the a la carte weddings because they're coming to pick them up on Saturday morning and then it's just done. Yeah. It's just done. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's a good, you know, one, another piece of this is if you're listening to these and you're like, yeah, I want to figure out how to, how to work this in my farm. The nice thing about owning our business and even with every, with every single target market we're going to talk about is that you can make weddings work for you. You can make that target market work for you. So when I cut out full service weddings, mine was because I honestly, when you talked about like slamming the door in your van, yeah. I was doing that every oh, time. I get yeah. home, I'm like, ah, like I don't, <laughs> it's like taking my Saturday up because yeah. everybody gets married at like six o'clock, you know, five thirty, yes. six o'clock. So you can't get into the dang venue until noon and you're you know, setting up rain. It's the whole day. Mm -hmm. So it just left me feeling very drained. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned earlier, I don't like to fuss over those details. Mm -hmm. And it did, I didn't find it fulfilling that part of it, you know, sitting down and talking about Pinterest boards. I want to create something beautiful for them, but where I, I got lost in it, you know, I didn't, didn't love that part. And the other piece was when I was doing full service weddings, part of this was that I was still working off the farm Mm -hmm. and I was ordering in product and I had, I was really was burning the candle at both ends because I was, I was wasting money because I didn't have enough time to sit down and really order. I was just ordering excess product, you know, so there was a lot of waste. I was looking at what I was spending at the wholesaler. And then I'm looking at the product I'm sending out. I'm like, this doesn't align with what I actually do. So I did this whole like no roses thing, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not, not going to use roses. I think they're absolutely beautiful in wedding work and I love roses, Mm -hmm. but for what I was doing and sending out to me, it didn't make sense on what I was doing. And so, you know, when a bride is very specific on a cappuccino rose or whatever, well, you know, we Mm -hmm. offer up a lisianthus Mm -hmm. or we'll do something that kind of fits that or shows them like what we can do in season that they might like. And sometimes it's just that they don't even, they've never seen it before. So they don't know. Yeah. And so, you know, I realized for me that I still wanted to do weddings, but I needed to make it work for me and I didn't want to eat up my weekends anymore. And so I switched to doing just all pickup weddings, all Mm -hmm. micro weddings. And we do some really nice size weddings. We still do arbor pieces. Mm -hmm. We still do aisle pieces. 
all the things. We can literally do everything, but somebody else is setting that up and yeah. setting it. We box everything for them. And it really, it really helped me to become way more profitable and then sort of like refall in love with that side of my business. And I've, mm-hmm. we've loved them this year. It's been great. You know, and again, we've had four, I think the most, we think four is the most we ever have in a weekend, but you can really crank out a yeah. lot of weddings yeah. when they're doing these. I mean, a lot of them will be DIY buckets. And honestly, you had kind of mentioned this earlier, but like the the budgets in my market were just not there for the type of weddings that I really wanted to do and to get paid for that. Um, so it was a really easy decision for me to transfer to these pickup weddings. And, you know, some people don't like it. We lost mm-hmm. a wedding of a family friend last weekend. You know, this was the wedding. And I, because I wasn't willing to go set up yeah. and I had personal reasons for it and the wedding, the weekend was blocked on my schedule and I, I held to that and I didn't apologize for it. And, you know, they went with somebody else and, and I still feel good about that decision uh, yeah. because I didn't, you know, I didn't have the bandwidth to do it. It was the end of the season. And so again, that's like, you're going to lose some weddings over that and being okay with that. But really it just makes it, it made it way more efficient for us. Mm-hmm. And the last thing was just, we're way more lean now and COVID kind of like I said earlier, it killed the full service and we don't do in-person meetings anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't meet with a single bride, even a full service bride that we've done this year. Everything is via Zoom or via email and we just have it very – it's just streamlined in a way that we're making a lot more money at mm-hmm. it because they're, we're just more efficient mm-hmm. at doing them. So. Yeah. I think if you look at profitability too, which is what we should be looking at really, yep. Um, yep. is – all of the time and attention that, and we, the hard, the hard thing is that we all have these like unicorns. We have these like great full service brides who were just like exactly what you needed, wanted. They were so easy, perfect. Like mm-hmm. the money was like, woo, it was like so good, you know, but I have to remind myself that they're generally not all like that. I'm not saying they're all monsters because they're not. I mean, all my full service brides were really great, but there's still a lot that goes into that day to day, just organizing, coordinating with their event people, when am I going to be there, weather, plans, all that kind of stuff. So there is a lot that goes into it. So you really do have to take a really close look at, so let's say you're doing weddings now. Where are you feeling like you're losing money? Because we all have those points when we're like, wow, I am... I'm getting hosed here. When And that that for me was like a setup fee. My setup fees were way too low. Um, So now, you know, we made it like we essentially we're, we don't leave the farm for over for under $1000. So $1000 is the base setup fee and that's just for us to go set up. Some people are very more than willing to pay that and other people won't want to. But generally what I found is I love my a la carte brides cuz they're my people. They're mm-hmm. like just love flowers. They want to prioritize having fresh flowers, but they don't need it to be in like, you know, $800 elevated arrangements, chock full of roses and white hydrangea, you know? So they're really like more my people anyways, you know? Yep. And it's not that – and for me, like I originally thought oh, I'd, all cards are like lower budget, but I ha- was looking at it for this year and generally like my all cart weddings were anywhere between – 1500 bucks and 2500 bucks is generally the range and i that's really good for the amount of time that we spend on yeah. you can really work on really honing in your processes and the amounts of times you communicate with them and just the way that you do wedding flowers like yeah. 
originally when I first started, I was doing a lot of very unnecessary things. That did not need done. And so for me, it's like now I have, I kind of trained someone to help me. Then they're doing like the boutonnieres and corsages. And I'm doing all of the, the things that are really focal, the bridal bouquet, the big arch pieces and that kind of stuff. Like all of that stuff can be done a la carte. And it's such, I explain it to my clients, like it's a win-win for both of us. You're saving the money for me setting it up. And a lot of times these wedding venues have day of coordinators now who can mm-hmm. assist, put things out. So we're moving into like a different time, I think, where that yep. ballroom, I mean, the big ballroom brides, like they're going to find the big ballroom, the big event planners to do the thirty to $40,000 floral installs. Yeah. You know, that's just not going to be me, but I can have my Saturdays and I can still make good money doing this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you really need to look at for yourself um, is for me, I was looking at how many times I was talking to these people. And then what I found was what were my pinch points that where it went south was one that I looked past red flags with a bride. And then I was trying to conform to her expectations. So yeah. what we did was we kind of flipped it around where it's like, I am so clear about the expectations with working with me and that I'm going to repel the wrong person and I'm going to attract the right person. And then things got a lot easier that way too. hundred percent. Yeah. That's such a, yeah, because it's, you have to, the repelling part is what's hard because you're like, yeah, I'm not a fit for everybody. I'm really not. And I'm super solid on my pricing. I put my pricing on my website, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm transparent about it. And you know, I'm still always shocked when we lose them to a budget because I'm like, well, y'all, you know, you had nine bridesmaids times <laughs> 95 times. Yeah. You yeah. just gave me a $600 budget. Have less friends. So <laughs> these, you know, so like that's, that's, people. I'm like, holy cow, man. How, How do you, you, have you, that many people you like? I heard a statistic one time that was like, you will only talk to like, I forget what the percentage was like a 20% of your wedding party oh. in like five years or something I'm like that's oh so God. sad. Yeah. But I'm like, I seriously, I'm like, I want to just slip that stat in when they're like, they've got this budget and they've got like 10 like bridesmaids. who you like, got. <laughs> I'm like 10 bridesmaids. Oh my gosh. I know. Holy cow, yeah. man. Yeah. But yeah. So that's super, it's mm-hmm. so true. And also the side of full service, I want to say that like you can make money at full service yes. weddings. You just really have to be smart. Look at Kaylin Sweetwater. I mean, she, her whole entire business is off of destination, full service weddings. Mm -hmm. And so like, if that's something that you're really passionate about, you will get your focus to dial that in to really make a profit at it. Mm -hmm. But it's like looking at where you have waste and, you know, in those processes is going to make it so that, you know, identifying the waste is where you're going to, tr- mm-hmm. sorry, what I'm trying to say is where you're going to make your money. Yeah. With the full service, I feel that when you're having to produce like a very large quantity of flowers that maybe you aren't producing like enough flowers to meet that full service need, then you're left with ordering stuff in. Mm-hmm. And some people are really good and have a high tolerance for that. I found that that was like also another thing I absolutely hated. I like literally when I would get my stuff from the wholesaler, I have to like, I would close my eyes and open it because you just like never know what's coming. And mm-hmm. I'm so used to, we're completely spoiled because our product is so unbelievable. It's mm-hmm. beautiful, easy to work with, like ready to go. It's not half dead. We're not reviving it, you know, from the mm-hmm. half dead status. So I would always, anytime I order stuff in, I'd be like, this is, this is not what 
I wanted. Mm -hmm. So I was feeling like frustration there. And that's where you have to like really pay attention to be like, what are the things that you're dreading? You know, I'm dreading having to supplement my flowers. Okay, well, how can I make this better? Like during dahlia season, I don't mind doing full service enough because I know I have plenty of stuff to work with and I'm not having all this pressure to supplement. So that's that's the thing that you have to consider too is like how much are you growing? And if you want a focus to be on your flowers, are you growing enough to meet those full service needs and commitments? So yeah, it's a lot. It is a lot. Pricing is also a huge thing. Are you pricing yourself correctly? You know, yeah. we tend to underprice when we first get started. I was, I was, I was okay. I mean, I wasn't as high as I am now, but when I first started, it was lower. And then you're going to become really resentful if you think you're spending more time than what you're getting paid for. So pricing mm-hmm. is like, a, that. honestly, that's a whole nother episode, yeah. you know, and hopefully we'll have a good guest on here in the future to be able to talk a little bit about pricing and how this was figured out. But that that's a really important piece too. That takes a lot of figuring out. Yeah, it's a lot to lot to unpack. But mm-hmm. so for me, if you're are doing full service weddings and you're traveling to a, a site, oh my god, sorry, it just flashed in my head one of my horror stories. I need to. I'm, I'm writing down an extra horror story <laughs> when I thought about the wedding toolkit. <laughs> yeah, I went to a wedding one time and didn't have clippers. <laughs> I was like. The most important thing, like, what am I going to do? Like, gnaw on these things? Chopping I was like fingers. ripping stems <laughs> like a mad woman. Like, what? No clippers. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. So, one of my good, and it saved me multiple times, is that if you are going to us to a site, you should really try to make like a wedding to go back. I think we have a list in the insiders. Did we do that yet in the insiders, Lens? Where we gave nope. our wedding. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> We've talked note. about it. Yes. Let's okay. put it on there. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. We'll add that. that that'll be a good yes. upload. It would be a good uh, download for that. Yes. So things like in our wedding toolkit. I like literally have a craftsman toolbox, you know, that's full of like all kinds of essentials. The number one essential for me in the toolbox is, okay, clippers. I'm adding that now to my essential list because yeah. I just didn't. <laughs> but obvious. Zip ties. Yeah, boy. <laughs> There are multiple uses for a zip tie, and generally they have completely saved my, sorry, Will, ass on many, Mm -hmm. many, many different occasions, a lot. So there's some really important things, but you should make a bag. And me, that's like the ribbon that I used on the the bridesmaids' bouquets and all of that. Like, you might have rollers. You okay. don't even realize. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, let me. I'll give you my. We'll oh. put. We'll put both of our lists. <laughs> yes, on there. we should. Because yeah. you've got these little bits of stuff that are on tablecloths, and you're yes. like lint rolling. You can't get it off. You're trying to like get the debris off. And yes. oh, that's yeah. a good idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A paint cloth. Do you use like a paint? Um, yeah. Like the uh, for the installs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We'll we'll list that those go bags would be yes really good, but yeah. they are crucial essential. Cannot leave home without it. Mm -mm. So, because I think the thing with the full service is that you just never know exactly what you're walking into. Yeah. (laughs) So, because they tell you you're going to have some sort of setup for the Arbor installation. And then it's like, I showed up one time and it was (laughs) (laughs) Ah, three coat hangers, three (laughs) coat, no, no, coat racks, three coat racks. Yeah. In, yes, two. Straight up, that looked like sticks. Okay, they were wooden, and then one across that just like, and then the arbor fell. I'm like, no shit, it fell. Like oh this thing God. is like yeah. swaying. There's no stability, so I'm like wiring and zip tying. Oh, yeah, 
Oh my yeah, God. the photographer texts me. She's like, hey, babe, the arch, the arch, the arbor, the arbor fell. I'm like, oh, yeah, what do you want me to do about it? Of course it, it did. I'm like, Great. halfway home. <laughs> did you go back? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Went back. I'm like, okay, how do we? Yeah. yeah. But that's yeah. the thing. It's like when the, with the full service wedding, I don't care how much planning goes into it, unless you've done like this certain venue a gazillion different times and you know the ins and outs, to me, there's like always surprises. It's we need one extra boutonniere that I forgot or we need this, mm-hmm. we need that, you know, or I mean, don't even get me started on the arches, but we're, we now live in the world of Amazon arches, $95 what? Amazon arches, you know, that like stick together. They're like the oh, middle yes. ones. Yes. So they'll say, oh, yeah, there's an arch. I'm like, okay, great. But then I'm zipped this brick of Oasis, this 30-pound brick of Oasis, and there's falling over. I mean, I have so many horror stories with these cheapy Amazon arches or Amazon stands, just cheap rentals and stuff. So you just have to be Mm -hmm. prepared for everything. So that wedding toolkit is like so incredibly important with the full-service wedding. It's If you want to do it, you you know – it's like every, you know, when we have employees, like the employee, employee manual gets bigger and bigger. Same with the wedding toolkit. You just keep For adding sure. more and more things as you, as you get your yep. butt kicked. So yep. yes, that's true. I think my hot tips would be streamlining your systems and your processes, you know, making things more efficient so that you're getting more back to your bottom line. So creating a recipe for a bridesmaid's bouquet. So if you have 10 bridesmaids, you know, they're all prepped and ready to go and you can just make them and bust them out really quick. Same with, um, you know, I like to assembly line things. So I'll prep all of the things like boutonnieres and bouquets, you know, I'll do 25 compotes by myself, you know, in a couple hours because Mm -hmm. I just lay everything out, have a really big workspace and you have all of that product there. Um, one thing that I like to do is I like to start with the bigger pieces first. So it uses the most product so that I'm not like two or three days worth of wedding work, you know, like Mm -hmm. moving this product back and forth to the cooler. So I've got like everything that's in water. I like to do first and, um, just sort of make it assembly lined like we do our bouquets. Cause to Mm -hmm. me, that's the most efficient way to do it. Then they're all made, they all get wrapped, you know, I'll make boutonnieres as early as, you know, even Tuesday or Wednesday, Mm -hmm. stick them in a little bit of water and they're ready to go for Saturday. The others, I really like to set goal times for something. So like in anything we do, we can really get distracted a lot. Phone calls, we get pulled from different things, but just like setting those things out with that assembly line and setting a timeline for me, if we're working under pressure, we tend to really get those things done under pressure. You know, Mm -hmm. so if you came down to, you know, let's say you're starting on these wedding flowers on Wednesday for a Friday pickup and you just got all the time in the world willy nilly on Wednesday. It's like by the time Thursday comes, you're picking up the pace because you have to get it done, you yeah. know? And so, so working with that sense of urgency all of the time, it really helps to um, cut down on the amount of time that's wasted. So I'm yeah. just yeah. Keeping, them, keeping them efficient. So yeah. And then last couple of things, you know, like with the a la carte weddings. So for on our farm, we do them all self-serve. So I'm not waiting around because you always say you're going to show up at 8 a.m., but then you don't show up till 1030. So I don't, which is fine. I know you guys are busy and you have a day that day. But for me, I'm leaving everything out in our flower studio. We sit it out. We put names on the buckets. We put names on everything. But there's so much communication that has to happen. You know, when you show up, this is where you go your name's going to be on everything. We're going to have it all together. So a lot of times we will um, just make sure everything's labeled. And then all of that is 
ready to go. So even on my Saturdays when I have all the cart weddings, I have it all grouped in the studio. Who's coming? Little card tables with stuff all around it. That's your that's your last name. That's you. Now, do groomsmen still come in and are completely dumbfounded about not knowing which what the last name of their bride is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't know. So does that still happen? But generally, I'm not working on Saturday. I'm just facilitating it if I have to. That's where your little ring camera comes in. Yep. I'm like, oh, God, why are they standing there looking like they don't know what to do? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, Let them work it out right in front of you. Yeah. So – you know, it's just, you have to, you don't want to keep standing around waiting for people, but I think communication is key. Yes. Over communicate is in everything we do In everything we do. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. But there is, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good. I mean, we both still do them and yeah. we both have all of our reasons why we do it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think just the bottom line is just figuring out how to make this target market work for you is really yeah. the, I would say the kind of the biggest takeaway if it is yeah. something that you want to dive into. It's like, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to set boundaries and, yes. and, and stick to that. Cause I think mm-hmm. you're going to be much happier, you know, business owner as you do yes. it. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did we do a good job? That's a, that a is one job. heck of a target market. That is like a whole thing. We didn't even talk about how to market to them. I mean, that's like a whole, oh, a whole nother episode. Put it on the list. I'm taking notes. Oh yeah. Notes. <laughs> pricing. So, oh, yeah. Oh, pricing, marketing, how we communicate systems. when systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Yep. Well, the goal of this episode was, I think, to just give you guys a really in-depth overview from all of this. I hope you can try to make the decision whether or not you think it's right for you. And then maybe this winter we'll like keep deep diving into some of these because yeah. it's so important. It's so important in what we do. Um, and a lot of this stuff you can apply to other things too. So. Okay. Okay, guys. Thank you for joining us. If you really loved what you're hearing, um, hit the subscribe button. That way you won't miss future episodes and you'll get a notification every Friday because we are committed to showing up for you every Friday. And honestly, we have so much fun doing it. So um, when you listen, it's honestly the biggest compliment. Um, If you want to continue the conversation or you have questions, want to leave us a comment, share the episode, we would love that. Um, You can do that at our Instagram page at Dirt on Flowers and share this episode with your friends. Our email list is linked in our show notes where you can become a Dirt on Flower Insider. We're doing all kinds of fun things. The monthly Zoom, a weekly um, extra where we provide some type of other learning learning opportunity, template, extra interview. We do all kinds of different things in there. And this is so understated, but the Marigold, the community of Marigold flower farmers out there who can be your cheerleader, your friend, your person to bounce ideas off of. Lindsay is that for me. And there's a whole group of people out there waiting to be that for you. So if you've been thinking about joining the insiders, please head over there. Just give it a month, $20 a month. Okay. We'd love to have you. Okay, guys, we'll see you at the same time, same place next week. Happy Friday.